And I can share with you something in my heart that God has never forsaken us. God has always provided for my needs. You cannot ever, ever outgive God in any way. Plus, as a father and mother, husband and wife, you give the example to your children and to your grandchildren and to your great grandchildren how God has to be first. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. It's good to have you with us today. Raul will begin a new series exploring the power and blessing of investing in God's heavenly kingdom. This holiday season can be stressful for many of us financially, but we'll be reminded that as we trust the Lord with our needs, we can give back to Him with a joyful heart. Keep listening for encouragement to worship God with the generous, faith-filled giving of your resources. Here's Raul Reese. Usually, I don't know about you, but I've been in situations where when I was a new believer, I was in the church, and uh, they were actually proclaiming the gospel, and it just happened that they were asking for money, and uh, the pastor said, uh, ushers, close the doors. Uh, nobody can leave. And then they said, uh, we know that God is speaking to our hearts. And I know that somebody here this morning, I believe there's uh, 15 people that God is speaking to you that are going to give $1,000 each. Imagine that. And I was thinking, well, God didn't speak to me. I got to get out of here. <laughs> but uh, it was an introduction to tithing in the wrong way. And thank God for uh, the biblical method that God has given to us, that it's more blessed to give than to receive, never to force anybody to give anything. We give because we love Him, and because everything that He's given to me belongs to Him. And so we're going to see that this morning. We're coming to the first book of Chronicles, chapter 29. Giving to God willingly. Giving to God willingly. So if you have your Bibles, turn there. Let me share a couple of things that are not only are on my heart, but I thought it would be important for us to understand. That many times we get the wrong perspectives when we hear about giving or tithing. David's last words, David's last end of his life when God had chosen Solomon to become the next king. David could not build God a house. Because David was a man of war, a man of blood. And so God said, David, you will gather all of the monies and all of the things for the house of God. But your son will build me a house. You won't. But you'll partake in gathering all the materials and all the things for the next generation to come. And I think this is really important because every one of us. Not only most of us that are married here have children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren maybe. And one day we want to make sure that as we pass on in the scene, that our children and our grandchildren and great-grandchildren will have a place of worship in the presence of God. That we're not building our kingdom, but we're building the kingdom of God in every way that we can. 
And yet surely TV evangelists have really misrepresented God, especially when it comes to money. Because they literally represent God as if God was broke and God needs your money. That's not true. Let's turn around the other way. You need God to provide money for you. The warning that Ezekiel brought to the shepherds was an incredible, you know, judgment. And God is going to judge one day. Because the prophet Ezekiel said, And the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, Thus saith the Lord God to the shepherds, Woe to the shepherds of Israel who feed themselves. Should not the shepherd feed the flock of God? You see? The complaint is that these shepherds were enriching themselves on the people's monies. Instead of giving to God. He said on, you eat the fat and clothe yourselves with wool. You slaughter the fatlings, you do not feed the flock. The weak you have not strengthened, nor have you healed those that were sick, nor bound up the brokenhearted, nor brought back what was driven away, nor sought what was lost. But with force and cruelty you have ruled over them. That's not God's way. God's ways through love and through grace and mercies. And yet God one day is going to judge these people that continually are ripping the body of Christ off. Constantly ripping people off. You see, when we talk about worship and we talk about giving, it is an act of worship. It is not something that we should really be offended by. But we should be obedient to the word of God, what God says to each one as believers. Let me give you seven things before we look at First Chronicles, because this is important. Seven things in the way a child of God should be giving to God. Number one, this is the first step of giving to God biblically. Number one, we need to give according to our income. In Deuteronomy 16, 17, it says, Every man shall give as he is able according to the blessings of the Lord your God, which he has given to you. You see? As he has given to you. All the gold, all the silver, all the bronze, you'll see in a moment, belongs to God. God gives to us that which is his. And we give back to him. Nothing belongs to us. It is all of God. God allows us to keep 90% of our income and to give to Him 10%. Imagine that. Secondly, we are to give without bringing attention to ourselves. Nobody has to know how much you give. In Matthew 6, 3 it says, But when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. That was the problem with the Pharisees. They were always making a big deal about giving. And they wanted everybody to know how much I am giving. No, don't bring attention to yourself. Give as God speaks to your heart. Thirdly, we are to give freely, not of constraint. In Matthew 10, 8, Jesus said, Freely you have received, freely give. In Luke 6.38, Jesus said, Give, and it will be given to you. 
good measure, pressed down, notice, shaken together, running over, will be to you into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use it and give, it will be measured back to you. You cannot ever outgive God. Ever. Luke 12, 33. Sell all that you have and give alms to God. Provide for yourselves no money bags or don't look for any garments. Your treasures are in heaven, not in this earth. You see? We're storing into the kingdom of eternity, the kingdom of God. God blesses you with cars and houses and whatever else He gives to you. And it all belongs to the Lord. We are called to be what? House managers. Managers of everything that God has given to us to be good stewards of everything. Again, when we give, we give not only freely, but we give with simplicity. Romans 12, 8 says, But he who exhorts in exhortation, and he who gives with liberality or simplicity. And then fifthly, we are to give regularly every week to the work of the Lord. 1 Corinthians 16.2 In the New Testament, they were always given on the first day of the week. He says, On the first day of the week, which is Sunday, let each one of you lay something aside, starting up as God may prosper you, that there be no collections when I, the Apostle Paul, come to you. So every first day of the week, which is Sunday morning, they would put aside something and they would give in the early church. That's the New Testament giving. Six, we are to give hilariously to the Lord. In 2 Corinthians 9, 7, he says, So let each one of you give as he purposed in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a hilarious giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. That's the heart of God. And then seventh and lastly, we are to give without expecting to receive anything in return. I give so God can give back to me. No, I don't do that. Why? It is more blessed to give than to receive. And there's only one scripture in the whole Bible, in 66 books of the Bible, one scripture where God tests you and tests me, or He'll actually bring you to a challenge in giving to God. And that's in Malachi chapter 3, verse 9 through verse 12. He says, You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there be food in my house. And try me now, test me now in this, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out blessings upon you, that there will be not enough room for you to receive it. That's the only place God will test you. And that's in your giving. Nothing else. In your giving. God says, try me and see if I don't bless you. But people that are stingy and self-motivated and they always want to buy it for themselves, then how can the blessings of God truly come to our lives? This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Visit us at somebodylovesyou.com or call us at 800-634-9165. For more biblical insight to direct your daily life, catch Straight Talk with Raul. You'll find him on his YouTube channel every Tuesday at 10 a.m. West Coast time. Now back to more of today's study.
Look what David says now, beginning with chapter 29, verse 1 through 5. An appeal for God to give. He says, notice the personal charge here that he gives to his son Solomon David. Furthermore, King David said to all the assembly, an experience, and the work is great, because the temple is not for men, but for God. Notice, for the Lord our God. So here now, David is talking about the purpose of the temple, and why we give to the temple of God, and why we do the work of God individually as believers. Because he talks about King David saying all to all the assembly, my son Solomon, whom God alone has chosen, is young and inexperienced, and yet the work is great to be done. But yet, because the temple is not for men, but it's for the Lord God. You see, we're building His kingdom, not our kingdom. Even though Solomon was going to become the king, he was to build God a house. The kingdom of God was to be built. Verse 2. And now the house of my God, I have prepared with all my might gold for things to be made of gold, silver of things of silver, bronze for things of bronze, iron for things of iron, wood for the things of wood, oxen stones and stones to be set, glistering stones of various colors, all kinds of precious stones and marble slabs in abundance. And here it is, verse 3. And moreover, because I, David have set my affection, or literally my love, on the house of my God. Notice that. David loved the house of God. I, David, have given to the house of my God over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house. Notice that. My own special treasure and gold and silver. What is David saying? Lord, I searched my heart and I'm going to give you the best. Everything that I possess that is best, I'm giving it to you. Verse 4, look what he says. 3,000 talents of gold of Ophir. 7,000 talents of refined silver to overlay the walls of the house. The 3,000 talents of gold is $1.7 billion dollars. And the silver, the 7,000 talents, is $44 million in silver. The gold for the things of gold, the silver for the things of silver. And here it is. And for all kinds of work to be done by the hands of the craftsman, who then is willing to consecrate himself this day to the Lord. So the challenge was given, okay, who's the one that really wants to consecrate his life and wants to be a giving person to God? And all the people and all the leaders listened. And they had to make a decision. And their decision came in verse 6 through 9. Notice the response. Verse 6. And then the leaders of the father's houses, leaders of the tribes of Israel, the captains of thousands and hundreds with the officers and over the king's work, offered willingly to the Lord. And look what they gave. And they gave for the work of the house of God 5,000 talents, 10,000 derricks of gold, 10,000 talents of silver, 18,000 talents of bronze, 100,000 talents of iron. And whoever had precious stones gave them to the treasury of the house of the Lord into the hands of Jethiel the Gerashite. 
And then as the people are watching this whole thing, verse 9, Then the people rejoiced, for they had offered willingly too, because with a loyal heart they had offered willingly to the Lord. And King David also rejoiced greatly. Notice the unity and the bond between king and leaders and people. As they decided that they would give to God what belonged to God. Willingly, hilariously, without restraint. And then I love this, verse 10 to 19. After they give, notice that David comes back to the place of worship. And what does he do? He begins to thank God through prayer. Look what he says. Verse 10. That here's the results of giving to God. Therefore David... Bless the Lord before all the assembly. And David said, Blessed are you, Jehovah God of Israel, our Father forever and ever and ever. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We worship you. You are awesome. Verse 11. Yours, O Lord Jehovah, is the greatness, the power, the glory. The victory and the majesty for all that is in heaven, all that is in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Jehovah, and you are exalted head over everything. Man, doesn't that humiliate you? Everything belongs to God on the earth and in the heavens. God made it all for himself. Everything that God possesses. Verse 12. Both riches and honor come from you. Underline that. Who gives you everything? The Lord. And you reign over all. In your hand is power and might. In your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. Notice that. Prosperity comes from God. He gives one and he takes down the other. Whatever God wants to do. But we have to be good stewards of what God has given to us. Verse 13. Now therefore, our God... We thank you and praise your glorious name. The greatness of God. Acknowledging the greatness of God. Verse 14. Notice here. God makes you a steward over everything you have. But who am I? And who are my people that we should be able to offer so willingly as this? For all things come from you, O God, and your own we have given to you. Lord, we're just giving back to you what belongs to you. I like that. It's never mine. It's the Lord's. And yet people are hoard for themselves. And it all belongs to God. Verse 15. We are aliens and pilgrims. Sounds like Peter before you. As we all in our fathers, our days on earth as a shadow and without hope. Hey, what is our life? Our life is like a vapor of smoke. One day we're here, one day we're gone. And the only thing that is going to count is what we do and what we give to Christ for the work of the kingdom of God. Nothing else will last but what we do for Christ, period. Verse 16. O Lord Jehovah our God, all this abundance that we have prepared to build you a house for your holy name is from your hand and it's all your own. I know also, my God, that you test the heart and have pleasure in uprightness. And for me, in the uprightness of my heart, I have willingly offered all these things to you. And not with joy. Notice that it's a joy to give. Not with joy I have seen your people. Who are present here to offer willingly to you. Notice that. The privilege of giving to God willingly out of love. 
Verse 18, O Lord God, Jehovah, the God of Abraham, Isaac, Israel, our fathers, keep this forever in the intent and the thoughts of the heart of your people and fix their hearts toward you. Lord, keep it up. Keep speaking to your people so your people can have joy in serving and giving to you. Verse 19, And give my son Solomon a loyal heart to keep your commandments and your testimonies and your statues. Underline it, because that's for our children, our grandchildren, and our great-grandchildren. To do all these things, and to build a temple for which I have made provision for. And then all of a sudden, in verse 20 to 25, look at David's concluding words. And then David said to all the assembly, Now bless the Lord your God. Go ahead and praise Him. Give Him thanks. So all the assembly blessed the Lord God of their fathers. And they bowed their heads and prostrated themselves before the Lord as the king. Humility totally in the congregation of God. As they recognize that they not only are building the kingdom of God. But they are in submission to the kingdom of God. Verse 21. And they made sacrifices to the Lord and offered burnt offerings. Which were sacrifices of consecration of my life. To the Lord and to the next day, a thousand bulls, a thousand rams, a thousand lambs, and with the drink offerings and the sacrifice and abundance with all of Israel. And so they ate and they drank before the Lord with great gladness on that day. And they made Solomon the son of David king the second time and anointed him before the Lord to be the leader and Sadak to be the priest. So here we see the beautiful thing about God's people. And the leaders united in doing the will and the purposes of God. And now King Solomon is on the throne. David's going to die. And all the leaders and the mighty men. And also all the sons of the King David submitted themselves to King Solomon. And so the Lord exalted Solomon exceedingly in the sight of all Israel. And bestowed on him such royal majesty as had not been in any king before him in Israel. Notice God puts his approval over Solomon. So that the people can submit to Solomon to be the king. As you shop for your loved ones this holiday season, we hope that today's message has been a challenge for you to give to the Lord as well, resting in the assurance that He will take care of all of your needs. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you'd like to have a copy of today's message in its complete form, just call us at 800-634-9165 and ask for Raul's lesson titled, Giving to God Willingly. Just include a gift of $5 or more. For additional insight into the blessings that can come from your devoted generosity, we'd like to tell you about Rawls' five-part giving series on an MP3 thumb drive. Exploring the ongoing choice to trust God with your finances, you'll learn how to invest in His heavenly kingdom with confidence and joy. You'll also see that when you honor God with your resources, He'll work through you in mighty eternal ways. Contact us today to order Rawls' giving series on MP3. Visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165 and we'll send your flash drive for a gift of ten ninety five or more. That's 800-634-9165. To order by writing us, the mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. 
We also encourage you to utilize our many free resources. Our app features live-streamed Bible teaching, an online scripture reading group, study helps, and much more. Look for us on iTunes and Spotify for podcasts of all of these programs. You'll also want to subscribe to Rawls' uplifting daily devotional emails. Visit somebodylovesyou.com to sign up. And Rawl is available to personally respond to your prayer needs and Bible questions. Simply email him at pastorrawl at somebodylovesyou.com. Don't forget, this is a listener-supported ministry, and we're thankful for your partnership. It helps us keep sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. Well, it's always a joy to study the Bible with you, and we hope you'll join us again next time. Continuing this giving series, we'll see that no matter the size of our bank account, we can honor God by faithfully stewarding our resources and making eternal investments in others' lives. Here's Raul with a closing comment. And so then he says, Now the acts of King David, first and last, indeed are they not written in this book, in the book of Samuel the seer, in the book of Nathan, the prophet, and in the book of Gad, the seer. These books we don't have. They've been lost in history. But they are books where we have the same story, but we don't have them in our Bible. And then he says, with all his reign and his might, and the events that happened to him, Israel and all the kingdom of the lands he reigned. So what does that tell you? It tells you that you cannot ever outgive God, but at the same time, God desires that you draw close with your heart to worship Him in spirit and in truth. And I can share with you something in my heart that God has never forsaken us. God has always provided for my needs. You cannot ever, ever outgive God in any way. Plus, as a father and mother, husband and wife, or a grandfather or grandmother, you give the example to your children and to your grandchildren and to your great-grandchildren how God has to be first. First. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.